part two. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your small screen opinions. I'm Troy to the max extreme. I'm JT3K, and I need another beer, Troy. Oh, okay. Give oh, it up. no. Oh, no. Here we go. Here we go. Got it. Take two. Take two. Got it. Okay. So, this is going to be a revisit to our test pilot episode we test did. Test pilot part two. Uh, a few weeks ago, there was a few that we wanted to get to, but they came in too late in yeah. the year. ABC thought that they could fuck us over. <laughs> they thought, hey. They thought you could fuck on us? They thought, they thought, hey, these guys are out here fucking scoping <laughs> the, the pilot season. Guess what? We're going to take... Three of our TV episodes, and we're gonna we're gonna put it later in the season. That's right. And they're gonna totally ignore it, and they're not gonna say a That's goddamn right. thing come about out under it. The radar. Yeah, we're gonna ah, put it. Ah, 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 puppy. <laughs> we got your number, bitch. <laughs> ABC one two three. We just fucking you up. <laughs> so we got three more pilots to talk about. Yeah. Um. You reviewed one, I reviewed another, and then we both came in and did The Rookie. Yes. Um, so I, if you don't mind, Go we'll, for it. we'll start. Go for it, Troy. My uh, pilot that I took part in is the rehash, relaunch of Roseanne yeah. called The Connors. The reboot... 3.0 right um, of the Roseanne the Roseanneverse. <laughs> um, it starts out strong as like saying Roseanne is dead. Yeah, <laughs> she's fucking dead. Get out of here. But to my surprise, yeah, the actors they have. Well, I'm not going to say all of them. But yeah. some of the actors they have left on the show, all of them but Roseanne, <laughs> do a great job in actually making me feel for Roseanne's death. Yeah. John Goodman, uh, the actor who plays Darlene. Yeah. Um, Roseanne's sister. They, those three, made me feel like I should miss Roseanne. Yeah. I miss this racist bitch. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and like the whole time I'm like, I shouldn't give a shit about her. Yeah. But like they did, especially John Goodman. Really? I yeah. thought he did a great job in a show that I feel like he shouldn't give a shit about Man. anymore. Yeah. Because he's got bigger and better things still happening for him. Oh, yeah. But like his sadness in this what and his anger was portrayed, I think, very well. Yeah, because they made her die of opioids or something, right? Yeah, she was addicted to pain pills. Like, it says in the be in the first, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, she had, like, a bad she leg a, or something. Um, yeah, she had, like, a bum knee, which in yeah. the revisited season, when they relaunched it, they make a, a point of saying that. Yeah. And I wouldn't have known it unless I we went and... Did you watch it, the relaunch? No, I didn't watch the relaunch. Okay, so anyway, I did. Just to see how it went off. And I thought it was okay. And then Roseanne went off and was a racist or whatever. And then I didn't care <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it. But, um, so she ended up dying of a, quote, heart attack. That's what everyone thought that she died of. Yeah. And then later it came out and she actually was addicted to opioids. 
and she was stashing pills around the house. Oh, shit. And she actually, there was like a weird, <laughs> it's like a weird drug sharing program. <laughs> Maybe not a program, but more of a ring mm-hmm. in in town. Yeah. Where it's like, because people can't afford their prescription medications. If they had extra pills lying around, they would ask their neighbor if like, do you have this? Yeah. And she just kind of hoarded them from people. Oh, and shit. And didn't tell their family. And she would... Even though Dan flushed her prescriptions down the toilet, he thought. Yeah. She hid some in the freezer. She hid some in her sock drawer. And she took a bunch one night and just didn't wake up the next day. Oh, shit. And so it's a pretty heavy topic and poignant because it's like a real thing happening in America. So it, does it like actually like pick up like she died like that night? She died three weeks prior. Oh, shit. So this is three weeks after her funeral. Okay. And, like, her whole family is still, like, grieving kind of from it. Yeah. But there's still, I mean, as heavy as this sounds, there's still comedy in the episode. It should be. It's a fucking comedy. <laughs> but um, I'm assuming after this episode, it kind of will pick up and go off and do its... We're kind of yeah. left off, but without Roseanne. Yeah. And I think it could be a strong, sit like, sitcom still. Oh, yeah. I still think they have a great amount of characters, even though I feel like the new people that they have added to this make it seem a little more fuller house. Oh. (laughs) Not to that extent. Okay. But there's still a lot of... And maybe I'm just far removed from the sitcom, 90s sitcom game. It's like, maybe it never changed. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not... I would never really watch Roseanne. Yeah. But, um, there are weak points in this. Uh, Becky. Yeah. She is not a good actor. <laughs> and, a f- and like, a few of the newer kids that are added aren't super strong either. Well, didn't they bring in, uh, Sarah Chalk from in the last season? Like, well, well, who is she? Sarah Chalk. She was the, the second Becky. Yeah, it is the second Becky. So, they just bring her in as the... Because I thought she played a different character in the in the Roseanne reboot. No, she's still Becky. She is? Who was the... Okay. There was the, the original Becky and there was the second Becky. The second Becky was Sarah Chalk. Was the second Becky the one in Scrubs? Yeah. Okay, no, it's the original Becky. Yeah. In this. So who's Sarah Chalk? Nobody. Nope. She, she's not in this. Oh, one. I thought she's she showed up in... I thought she showed up in, like, the original... In the Roseanne reboot as, like, a different character. Maybe I I don't remember okay. that to be honest. Um, okay. Anyway, she's not in this one. Okay. But I think uh, original recipe Becky isn't all that good of an actor. <laughs> yeah. Um. She was had a bit of a. She seemed like she was just reading off her lines. Oh, fantastic. Um. And then DJ doesn't have a huge part in this, but his wife, who's in the military, makes a big point of saying like. I've been in Afghanistan. Like, make just really pandering <laughs> kind of to, like, that that audience. Yeah. Like, good. I mean, if you're out yeah. there, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. serving the country, mm-hmm. more power to you. But you're very pandering when you come back and say, like, I'm only back for five days till I'm back to Afghanistan. <laughs> and it's like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> but all in all, I wasn't... 
let down with this. Okay. And even at the end of the episode, they redo the opening to Roseanne where they go around the table. Yeah. And she's not there anymore. And now Dan is in that role. Oh, okay. Where he's like the goofy one at the end. Okay. Where he he, he does his laugh. <laughs> well, he doesn't laugh. He like switches his plate of food to his healthy plate of food to like like bacon and eggs instead oh. and like puts a sausage in his mouth and is like or whatever <laughs> but uh i i think the show might have legs okay um i know you brought up that one of the interesting aspects of the Roseanne reboot was the fact that uh Roseanne was a trump supporter mm-hmm. and maybe even uh Dan was a trump supporter do they still they kind of play with that, that they don't no. okay see like even though i'm i i don't agree with that mindset, I would like a sitcom that does address it and like kind of and show the other point of view. Yeah, like show like like show the other point of view in in terms of like okay, why would someone think this way? I still think they can go that way because I think Dan does still support his wife and her beliefs. I think it was a family household yeah, belief yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, I think they st- still can go that route. Okay, and I would like to see it done from. Up that point of view. Yeah, still. yeah. S- same here. Yeah, yeah. I want to see, yeah, I want to see, like, actual, actual, like, thoughtful discussions on, like, this kind of political process. Yeah. And when, not just have... Not just have... Fucking, Republicans are stupid. Yeah, or, like, <laughs> a fucking Roseanne's sister show up in the pussy hat or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just like, that is so fucking on the nose, it's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Anyway, the Connors, surprisingly well done, I think. Okay. A few, like, groaners in there. Yeah. But I think it has legs. I think it can work. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, I saw the pilot for The Kids Are All Right on ABC, which is pretty much Malcolm in the Middle Mm 2.0. Um. I was almost kind of hoping you would see it because I I love the I I wanted I wanted your ask your uh, point of view on like do they get it right with like a family dynamic where there's a lot of boys growing up okay and it it's like a family in the seventies that they have eight kids they eight kids Jesus. all boys <laughs> and you're you're mainly focused on one of the middle children who is like the narrator that wants to be like a like like a, a stage star of some sort like okay you get the idea that they live in like a small town in California and he wants to go to LA to try out for this part in this play for uh Don Quixote okay. or something and uh yeah, it's, I don't know, it, it it's definitely, it feels a lot like Malcolm in the Middle, but, like, really mean-spirited and very, <laughs> and very, like, Catholic-based. Like, they do a lot of, like, Catholic, like, we're a Catholic family, and, like, okay. one of the kids well, is... Well, they got eight kids, obviously, yeah. they're Catholic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, like, the oldest is, like, going to a seminary to be a priest, so he okay. comes back, and they're all about, all happy about him, and they're, like, all going to church and shit, where I'm like, this is very, 
very Catholic heavy. Okay. And they do this whole thing where like he doesn't want to be a priest anymore, and then I don't know. It's like it's like Malcolm in the Middle, where it's like where if Malcolm in the Middle, there's only four boys, so it's easier to follow them all. There's eight in this, so I don't give a fuck about any of them almost. Uh-huh. Like there's one that's like, that that like, snitches on all of them. Whether it's like that's his big thing that he's just a fucking tattletale on everybody. Uh-huh. So you automatically hate him. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> but it's like they introduce things with different with with like the different brothers and it's like you don't there's so many of them you don't remember who's who. Mm-hmm. Like they'll like show you scenes where it's like isn't this poignant and you're like I can't remember what he did. <laughs> like there's one that has a girlfriend. I don't remember what he looks like. Like he shows up with a girl once and you're like, "Oh, okay, he has a girlfriend." And then the mom's like, "I don't like you being with girls." And he's like, "He's in high school." <laughs> So she's like, he's like all, she's being all judgmental about him having a girlfriend already. Okay. Even though he's in high school and like he should be like dating. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, get rid of her. I don't mm-hmm. like her. And then it's like, anytime somebody wants to do something, like the one, the narrator kid wants to go do the stage play and she's like, no, you're not special. <laughs> you shouldn't do this. And it's like, I get you're trying to be like the uh, like the sardonic <laughs> mom from Malcolm in the Middle, but she's like doing it in a way where it's like she's just being a dickhead to all her kids as opposed to like like not having time for them. She's just like, No, you're not special. You're you're one of my eight children. I don't care what you do. Okay. And I'm like, I just don't I don't like this. Okay. I don't like you. <laughs> Everything you're saying, it seems like I wouldn't care about this at all. No, I I found a hard time getting through it. I almost wanted to like stop halfway through. Oh, and it's only twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was not into this at all. Oh boy. And yeah, it it felt like they're really trying to play off Malcolm in the Middle, but they didn't get why Malcolm in the Middle was char- charming. Okay. They were just like, let's get a mom that's being really mean to her kids. And it's like, but she's like mean in the sense where it's like, Jesus, you just don't like your kids at all. <laughs> you just hate your kids. Dang. That's like, t- like, almost like a theme for this year's pilots. Because like, I feel bad. She's not necessarily mean to her kids, but she's kind of like, I don't know, like, just kind of aloof. And like, her kids are like, s- second priority, really. Yeah. And then single parents, there's, like, some dick parents in that. Yeah. I don't know. Or they're always passing off their kids to everybody else. And then, then this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it seems weird. I was... I was Maybe just... it's the year of being dick to kids. Yeah. <laughs> Be a, yeah, dick to kids year. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was just not into it. Hmm. But I don't know. I was really interested in your take on it. Because, like, you, you came up in a family with, All like, a boys. lot of boys. Yeah. So I was like... How close were they to this? And I don't know. All right. I don't... Maybe I'll check it out. I'll follow up next week. Yeah, because it it did not feel like a loving household. She acts like kind of an asshole to all of them. Okay. Where it's like, you you would give a little bit of leeway. Like, if you're their mother, you would give a little bit of leeway to some of them. But she's like a dickhead to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're making me... uh real fun picture <laughs> to like want to just go watch <laughs> uh, all right 
So there well, you go. Maybe I'll check it out. Okay. I, mean, I probably won't, but... I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. Want to talk about the rookie instead? So there you go. No, now the one that we've both watched that we can both talk about. Yes. The Nathan Fillion... Uh-huh. Vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> the rookie. Right. Um, This one's one of the hour pilots. Yeah. Uh, I went into it because you were... Very adamant on really wanting to watch this one. Yeah, I thought it was going to suck because all the trailers for it just looked like he was going to be like this old rookie that comes in and he's just like, look, I'll show you how it's done. Mm-hmm. And you, you got to be you got to you got to have a heart and blah, 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 and <laughs> yeah. making making all of the cops on the force feel like these dumb assholes because he's going to be this guy that moves in and shows them how it's done. Right. It's not really how it takes place. No. In fact, I think I liked it more than I thought I was going to. I actually liked it quite a bit. <laughs> um, they It has like a kind of a cold open where you get to see why he wants to become a police officer this late in his life. Yeah. Which I thought was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Well done. And then, he just looks like he has a death wish. Like he just yeah. keeps fucking talking back to these bank robbers out of a gun in his face. <laughs> um, so I thought that was done pretty well. And then when he, it totally skips like his training, and then he's like a cop. Yeah. on his first, it's day. like his first day. And then comes in. He's got like a cleaned up. He's got a bit of a haircut. Yeah, comes in, and then he's joined by two other new recruits. Yeah, that's the thing I like the most about this is like it's not. I thought this move this show was just gonna be let's see what he does like right, let's see too. what this this 40 year old does like on a beat but it's like they follow him and they follow two other people that he came up with in the class mm-hmm. and it's like you don't even you don't see it from just their eyes you see it from the eyes of the the fuck you looking at there's a bug that flew up into the light and drop some dust oh christ <laughs> but no you see it from from the trainees eyes but you also see it from the the people that they're riding with's eyes too yeah like you you kind of follow all six of them in a way where it's you're kind of sympathetic with all six of them yeah um yeah and i liked the relationships that these new like groupings made there was yeah. a few of them that like I you don't get a lot out of, um, like the uh, the uh, the legacy recruit that his dad was a cop and he's yeah. trying to like I I liked his his arc in it pretty well though yeah I liked it but they they kind of touched on him the least because yeah you find out in this that the other recruit has like a romantic relationship with Nathan Fillion and so they kind of yeah so go back and yeah forth. They, yeah they kind of like tie them together in that sense but yeah the one the legacy one where he's like his his dad was like one of the best in in the academy and he's now uh, in internal affairs uh-huh. which like they have that whole scene where like that one guy fucks them and he was like oh yeah well I really do I hope I really do hope that I work under you because I want all the training that I get, especially with my dad being in internal affairs. And the guy's like, oh, fuck. And then he just, like, walks off. (laughs) But, like, they make him seem like he's the one that's going to be, like, 
the the one that stands out the most out of all three of them mm-hmm. because he even broke all of his dad's records in the academy. Yep. So it's like this is going to be the prodigy. This is the prospect. Like this is the one you, you're you're going to follow. Yeah. But then later on, it shows that he does have faults because it yeah. shows that throughout the rest of the the pilot that he's flawless, pretty much. Yeah. Like he's even better like, than anyone. Yeah. He's even like. Even, like, he seems like the nicest guy. He even has, like, stories where it's like, you're a dickhead. Like, right. like Nathan Fillion's talking about how he saw a man die in front of his very eyes, and he was like, I know what you mean, man. My dad took me to the funeral, took me to a, <laughs> a to morgue a, to a morgue once, and I saw a dead body right in front of me. I'm like, that's not the fucking same thing. <laughs> like, you didn't, you didn't watch the guy die. die in your hands. Yeah, you're yeah. you're seeing a, a dead body. Right. That's not the same fucking thing. <laughs> uh, but then uh, it shows that he, like, totally clammed up when there was, like, a shootout at the end and couldn't yeah. help his partner at all. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he's the most qualified, but yet he cannot do the job in the slightest. And I really liked that yeah. about it. Um, and then the the female recruit that's, like, romantically involved with Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Um, she is, like, a hotshot, fiery person who, like... Yep. She made an arrest on her first day. Right. She didn't even, even show up for work yet. Yeah. She made an arrest. <laughs> right. Isn't so, she fucking awesome? So there's that. But, like, the, mo- <laughs> the more interesting part is, like, her partner. Yeah. Who's, like, a total cock. Yeah, her, her partner is, like, an asshole. But, like, in a... Her partner is so weird where it's like he's an asshole, but it's like you don't know if he's an actual asshole or if he's just fucking with her to try and like get her to be the best officer that she can be. Yeah. Because like he'll even like spot off racist shit where it's like, oh, Jesus. And he's like, well, it's your it's your job to figure out if I'm fucking with you or if I actually do feel this way. And you're like, oh, shit. Um, Why would you do that, though? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's try to get a bunch of Mexican dudes that don't speak Spanish to, like, or that don't speak English to, like, get them, get her to say, like, jump, I wish I had a catapult to catapult you over the border. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, like, I, I knew what you were saying. Because he was, like, saying in English, and he was telling her to say it in Spanish. And he was like, tell him that I want to get a catapult to shoot him back over the border because I don't think they belong here. And right. she was like... She um, said something completely Yeah, she's different. like, um, make sure you have a permit for your car or some <laughs> shit. And he was like, you didn't say what... And then, like, in Spanish, he says, you didn't say what I said. Right. And then it was like, it was your job to figure out if I was telling... If I was actually felt that way or if I was just fucking with you. And it's like, Jesus Christ, man. That's a fucking weird test. <laughs> That's a weird fucking test. <laughs> and then he does, like, another one where, like, they go and try to, like, wrangle up this drug dealer. And, like... It's, like, way bigger than the female recruit. Yeah. And he's like, all right, apprehend him. Frisk him or whatever. And then he goes... The guy like, tries to beat her ass. Yeah, and he just... The, the partner just stands back with his arms, across, like, yeah. folded and just, like, yeah. watches her, like, try to not get her ass kicked. Yeah. I'm like, what a fucking prick. <laughs> but then they try to, like, make you have sympathy for him. Yeah, they do some With shit that where weird, yeah. like meth head wife of his yeah, or something. Yeah, he sees his wife for the first time in a year, and she's on meth, and he's like, "Just go to rehab, baby. I, I swear, I'll, like, just give me your money." And she takes his money and runs away, and then he's like super like flustered. Yeah, I don't know if I, I bought, I didn't buy in to that. Like I, so far, I like I'm not really in love with that character. 
I get what they're trying to do, but I'm yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I know. I mean, that was kind of forced, but I can see them, like, like if they, like, follow it and, like, build it up more over the course of the season, I could get into it more. Like, I love, sure. I love the idea of presenting a character where, like, right off the bat, you just think he's a total asshole that doesn't have any redeeming qualities whatsoever. He's got a secret heart of gold. Yeah, but no, yeah, not even a secret heart of gold. It's just that <laughs> you can see why he's a dick because he's got all this shit going on in his life where he's just like, the only place I feel powerful is at my job where I can like make people feel lower than me. Yeah, like I have no control over my personal life, but I damn sure can make you feel like shit in my professional life. Yeah, um, and then Nathan Fillion and his partner come across um, a multitude of things on his first day. Jesus, he has the worst first day ever. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, the one with the kid caught in the car really was like, oh my God, I hope they get that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want that kid to bake to death. I would hate Why that to would, happen. How did that crazy man have any custody, custody over his kid? <laughs> I have no idea. He's yelling gibberish and he's like, my kid's in the car. And it's like, why? And then the wife like called like he has my kid, and it's like, well, how did you even let him anywhere near uh, the I kid? Don't I don't know. I'm glad they got the kid though, because if yeah. the kid died in this, I would have been like, I don't like this movie. <laughs> I don't like this. Um, but yeah, that and then the the fat dude gets stabbed in the neck like 16 times. Uh, yeah, by his like his abusive, very tiny wife. Yeah, I like that whole like switch on it though yeah I did. they I show they too. show up with a call and it's like this big burly dude and his wife and his wife is like super small and it's like we had a call for a domestic disturbance so you're definitely the, the right cause of it and he's just like then like as they're like talking they're like talking back and forth he's like i don't know man she just really gets into hitting me and he's like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, but there was like so like they do do things in this, where you expected what they do, or like Nathan Fillion's got like that, um, really down to earth, like heart of gold aspect where he wants to like talk to these people, where yeah. everyone else is like by the book and business and yeah. all that stuff. Yep. And so they kind of do that here, yeah. where he's like, he t he's talking to the guy, and he's like, wait a minute, he does she hit you? And then he doesn't <laughs> answer, and then like his partner comes in, and they kind of like go yeah, back to the car, leave, yeah. And then they end up going back later, and like she's piggybacking on him, stabbing him in the neck with yeah. a knife, and it's like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and he falls down dead, and that's the guy who dies in Nathan Fillion's yeah. hands or whatever. Yeah. But they do things with Nathan Fillion in this where it's like, it's kind of cool with like, he he draws from past experience where even like the scene when like they, they're trying to find that guy that, that uh, avoided his warrant, uh -huh. and they go to that gym and, and then he like, pulls together like he was like an architect for like 20 years or something yeah, he worked in construction yeah he worked in construction and he was like he pieces together that they have like a they have a electrical box next to pipes and he's like well you don't do that in construction and then right. they find out there's a bunch of like drugs hidden in it right and like, they do like small things like that where it's like okay like any normal even like detectives that like do this shit for a fucking living right didn't see that but the fact that he was in construction he was able to see that shit like yeah Small things like that, he was able to piece together. Like, that was kind of cool. Right. Um, I, I also found it, like, kind of annoying that, like, their sergeant 
like giving him out orders at the beginning he of the fucking day. Hates him. Fucking hates Fillion. Hates him so much. And like he's he like gives him a whole speech like I don't want some fucking midlife midlife crisis guy coming in here and totally yeah. screwing up what I got going on. And I'm like, dude, you're just as old as he is. Like, I yeah. get what you're trying to say. Like, you don't want you wanted somebody like in this from the start. You don't want some guy but, like like he won me over at the end though because he was like, I'm gonna fuck. Like he like goes like they have that whole thing where like he fires him and shit, and then the captain is like, don't fire him. Like he actually saved people's lives or whatever. And then like they have that conversation between. That dude and Nathan Fillion, and then he's like, "Look, I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna fuck with you the whole time. Like, I don't, I don't like you. I don't want you here. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck with you. I'm gonna harass you. I'm gonna pick on you because I don't think you should be here because I don't want you risking my officers' lives. And I don't think you're, you're, this is like your calling. Right. And then Nathan Fillion's like, "Well, then what if this is my calling? And he's like, "Well, then this, it doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. And I, I like that where it's like, oh shit. So it's like. He's doing what he's doing because he doesn't think he belongs here. But if he does belong here, then it His doesn't matter. Nothing, yeah, man. it doesn't matter what he does. Yeah, and he recognizes that. And I yeah. like I like that whole speech that he does at the end. Yeah, yeah, thought it was good. Yeah. So all, all in all, like I thought this was way better than I thought it was gonna. Way be. Way better than I thought it was gonna be. Um, it looked like some cheesy Hallmark shit from those trailers that they played for it. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like that at all. Like I thought. Yeah. It, it was pretty well put together. Yeah, and Nathan Fillion is a charismatic motherfucker. Right. So he really, he really, <laughs> he really adds plays in. Plays it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He adds to a lot of the scenes in this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would check uh, this one out too. I think. yeah. And this is up here. This is up there with like a million little things for me. Yeah. Did you go and check out the other episode of that? I think that dropped. Yeah, I watched the last two episodes of it so far. It, okay. It's good. It's it's getting cheesier, I think, though. There's a lot of scenes where it's just, like, <sighs> very drawn out, like, I thought we were brothers. Yeah. With, like, fucking, like, very sentimental music playing in the background, mm. where I'm like, man. See, I did say when this came out that I thought <laughs> it would make a better movie. Yeah. But, yeah, okay, well. Like, I just... I want them to stick to stick to what makes it work, but they're really going that whole like the the beginning of the third episode, they just have this very cheesy fucking song playing where it's like the fucking the the most emo version of higher love playing or like uh, think about it. There must be and it's just like her looking at like photos of him. Like the ex, like the widow looking at photos of him, just like crying. Where I'm like, we're over this already. Just get into the fucking story. Like, what the fuck? Uh, okay. So I'm, I'm gonna give it probably one more episode, but I, it's it's starting to lose me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But anyway, there's a few other things. If you're into uh, Roseanne, and now that she's out into it more, I would check out the Connors. <laughs> Um, I probably don't watch The Kids Are Alright. <laughs> I, I wasn't into it. Um, and then I would give The Rookie a shot. See if you'd, yeah, see I, was, like that. I might give The Rookie a couple more episodes. I was really digging it. Good deal. Um, but that's going to do it for this revisit of the 2018 yeah. pilot season. Uh, join us this Thursday 
for the review of Halloween, yes. this year's Halloween. The new Halloween. And then uh, next Monday, I don't know what we got. Yeah, we, I think uh, we'll either do some kind of flashback or we might tackle the runner-up in our uh, horror pool. Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. One uh, of those two things will happen. We'll let you know. Depending on how we feel that Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll let you know. But until next time when we talk more about TV or yeah. movies or anything like that. Or I mean, how, how are they going to reach us, Troy? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I got to do that whole thing. <laughs> uh, you can find uh, me at Troy to the Max Extreme. You can find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and at Bucky for everyone on Snapchat. <laughs> How often do you use those Instagrams and Snapchats? I don't do it. Twitter is probably the only thing you should really <laughs> contact me on. Just, I just like to check in every once in a while. See how those other <laughs> ones are going. Not often. <laughs> uh, you can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find us at a multitude of platforms to listen to, such as podbean.com. You can find us at iTunes, Google Podcasts. You can find us on Alexa devices, Stitcher, Spotify, all of the above we are on. We're probably on other platforms such as uh, Player FM, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> We're everywhere, Ben. Uh, that's right. If you want to write into the show, you can do so at uh, reviewreviewpod at po- uh, gmail.com. Yes. We had one of those as well. So hit us up. We are more than willing yes. to uh, speak you to speak to you <laughs> from the you. Sh- speak speak you speak on the show. You. Um uh but yeah, now that I've done all that, <laughs> uh as you know, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. Oh yeah, JT3K. And we will see you Thursday, but until then, we are off.